The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. The Buyback. Uh, I think we're okay for right now. You Can want, I put in you for want three, anything? Yeah, I'm good. Two shots of whiskey, one shot of tequila. Okay. Do you have a preference on yeah. what you want? Yeah, I have that old moonshine thing. One you of them. the moonshine? Not the moonshine, uh, the old uh, smoky distillery. Any of those. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what? I'll take what wild whiskey. Wild whiskey? Okay. Wait, what did you get? That distillery I went to in Nashville, they've got like seven of their bottles over there. It's called that Old Smoky. Uh, I'll do whatever he can. All right, screw that. I'll do one of those. <laughs> right. Can I also just get another Guinness for you? You got it. Thank you. Yeah, it was, the best, it was the best distillery tour I've ever done in my life. So they had at least 150 flavors of moonshine, from, from some that were very weak to some that are really, really strong, like grain alcohol. But even they had pic, uh, pickled uh, moonshine that was in pickles. Right, Did I so say that? Like John wants ago? to do a pickled seltzer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think oh, it's I don't know the about seltzer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but right. these are actual pickles and yeah. moonshine. They're really good. Yeah. Anyway, so because you can't taste all of them, you can't buy all of them, and they look really good, there was this test that you, you tasting thing that you get, get pay $10, and you get five little shots of whatever you want, fucking want, and from whatever range, it was great, yeah? And you get to taste all of them. And th- this is the best thing about it. You spend t- $10 doing this tasting thing and you get a $20 coupon at the shop. Yeah. So you can imagine how many times me and Danny went back. We fucking had about $400 worth of coupons. At the end. We're buying, that's where all my t-shirts are from. They're all free. Just from coupons. Nice. There was, one, there was one, this caramel watermelon bourbon. It was so good. It tasted like Jolly Ranchers, but not too sweet. Jesus. What was it? What was the distillery? The old smoky distillery, or they had it two halves. One was called a Yeehaw Brewery. Okay. They, they did the beer, and the old smoky did the moonshines and whiskeys. Well, shit. All right then. <laughs> so we are at Coyote Ugly with Mark and John. This is John's interview. I'm Alex. This is the buyback, and we are gonna start right off as soon as I figure my shit out. All right. So. John, why don't you start? Why are we at Coyote Ugly right now? We're at Coyote Ugly because we are in the location of the bar that both myself and Mark worked at for a very long time. Uh, this was the Blind Pig, which I worked at for eight years. Where'd you work? How long you worked at? Uh, probably between three years and four, I want to say. It's hazy because uh, <laughs> I had to- two positions. Like, they. First I was a bartender like yourself, and then uh, they forced me to, into management where I went all downhill. But John actually trained me. I did. Oh, you trained me? Yeah, I, I didn't know I didn't, that. He didn't like me, but he, he faked it. I thought he was the nicest guy that day. <laughs> the, others, like, the others made it known that they didn't like me. John was just faking it. <laughs> so uh, in 2019, uh, after eight years being here, I think the blind pick was open for 12. It closed its doors. Uh, it was closed most of the pandemic, and right before pandemic, kind of started lightening up. It opened up as a Coyote Ugly. So that's why we're here. There's not a lot of people inside ever. And a few that are, are ugly. Yeah. I don't know. It's not going to last very long. Uh, but uh, so yeah, that's why we're here. I wanted yeah. to do a little bit of uh, yeah, it's nostalgic. History. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's your first bar in the city, yeah. In a weird way, yeah. Uh, 
my bar history we'll get into, but this is definitely the first bar I ever worked at. All right. Um, in, in New York. Manhattan. In New York City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Mark, you want to start off with number one? Tell us a little bit about the current bar you work at. The current bar I work at. Okay, so one of the other reason that we're here is because we've already actually interviewed a bartender from the bar that I work at. Uh, if you remember episode, I believe it was three of our first season, her name was Carol Ann. We both work at a bar called Jack's Fire Department, uh, which was featured on Bar Rescue in season one. Uh, and it's, uh, it's definitely a locals bar. Uh, we get a lot of people coming in asking about the show. They don't necessarily stay the longest, but they have a good time. But uh, when you go to Jack's, if the bartenders know you, you have a great time. And it is, uh, it's a locals bar. It's in the middle of Queens. It's tougher to get to. Um, and I work there just one night a week now, but it's, uh, it's a fun place to be. How many years ago was it rescued? I think it was rescued in like 2012. Oh, so they succeeded. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's still a there. successful I mean, rescue. Well, I mean, everything's kind of half broken, but what can you do? Hey, the bar works. We have a, a fire truck behind the bar. We have some cool features. We have a, a spicy grilled cheese. It's good. It's good <laughs> it looks like a firehouse from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. It looks like yeah. a firehouse from the outside. All right, so, John, what's your biggest customer pet peeve, then? My biggest customer pet peeve is when a customer very early on in the evening goes, hey, like, what's your name? And you tell them, and I usually lie, and I say my name's Steve, but uh, whether I say Steve or whether I say John, then all of a sudden you're best friends. So you could be in the middle of talking to anybody, and they'll be like, hey, Steve, or hey, John, and they will call me over or try to get my attention when I'm talking to other people. Just because you know my name doesn't mean we're best friends. Uh, just because you know my name doesn't mean you can call me over at any point. It's cool that you know my name. I'm fine with that. Or if I lied to you, it's cool that you know my fake name. I still will answer to that. Yeah. But please, just like respect your bartender and know that you're not best friends just because you know their name. And don't interrupt them when they're talking to somebody else. Just because you know my name doesn't make you more important than anybody else. Got it. Unless you're me or Mark or somebody. Well, yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. Why is oh, yours a these? different color? She, she, I asked her that. I said, <laughs> she said uh, she chose the whiskeys uh, to go with the drinks we've ordered. So mine goes with vodka. Yours goes with Guinness and yours goes, goes with, with, yeah. So we're currently, what's it called? It, the, the bottle is from uh, the Old Smoky Distillery so in Nashville. Drinking, we're drinking different things, but we're having shots of Old Smoky Distillery. In All Nashville. right, then. Mark's is red. Yeah, Alex yours is, I'm really Mark. curious what yours is going to be like. Oh, my God. But mine's like coffee. Mine was caramel. Oh, yeah. That's the caramel one. Mine's cherry oh, that's juice. Nice. <laughs> oh, no, mine was peanut butter. Mm -hmm. That's why I went with a Guinness. Uh, I don't know what this was. It was good. I don't know what mine was, but I liked it. Yeah? Was it so was it fruity? What was happening there? Yeah. yeah. It tasted like cherry. Oh, okay. Alright. I'd love to go back there. That was good. The bottles were, if I remember correctly, the bottles were like fifteen ninety nine, and we were getting like t-shirts with them. They're big. They're, 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 they're in Mason jars. They look, no, that's Moonshine. I was getting, I, I, I didn't like Moonshine that much, so I was getting the bottles of bourbon, the flavored bourbon. So, and they look, look like bottles of uh, Woodford Reserve, like those, those shape bottles. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So nice. yeah, shout out to Old Smoke. Yeah. But the best yeah. moonshine I tried, I remember, was the pickles. I thought it was fantastic. Pickles? Really? The I mean, no. I'm not. No. no. 
This uh, episode is sponsored by Old Smoky Moonshine. <laughs> they will be picking well, up yeah, the tab. They're picking up the tab, so that's good. It's good, it's good, it's good. Is Beauty Bar open today? No. It's not? What's today, Wednesday? Next question. Mark, it's you. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is your most memorable bar story ever? Okay, so this is the one I've been prepared for. It takes a, 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 a wild time to tell it, but here we go. It, it, it takes place here. Right. It takes place a lot of places. Okay. All right. So it was Memorial Day weekend. Um, for my, I don't know, maybe my 26th or 27th birthday. And I was, I think I had just recently gone through a breakup. And I was going through some shit. And I just wanted to get, I wanted to not remember my birthday. I, I stopped being a fan of my birthday a long time ago. And my birthday is on the 24th, so Memorial Day weekend worked out perfectly. So the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to do bottomless brunch. So we did a bottomless brunch, and I think we did it. Was you, uh, was I don't it, know. It was around here. Uh, I think we did it here. Oh yeah, we might we, we might have left or came here. So I think then. we did it the blind pig. No, I don't know where we did it. We did a bottomless brunch. I, it was small. It was like maybe six or five. It's five friends. And bottomless brunch in New York City is wild because in other countries, as you know, or in other states, as you know, bottomless brunch is bottomless french fries or bottomless food. In New York City, it's bottomless mimosas and bloody marys. Alcohol, yeah. Mark, where were you where it was like not, there was Boston. Boston, it was, this is way before uh, Wolf of Wall Street came out, way before I went to the fucking waiter and I said, give me one uh, screwdriver every five minutes until I pass out. <laughs> and they said, it's going to be very, very expensive. And I went, what, what do you mean? It's bottomless. And they said, sorry, sir, in, in Massachusetts, you can't do bottomless alcohol. Yeah. It's a bottomless nachos we have here. So bottomless brunch is so different here. For those of you who don't know, it's bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, or sometimes a beer. So that was great. And then I was like, let's go to a dive bar that's a shithole, where I've never walked in without one of my friends getting into a fight. And we went to the 13th step, right around the corner. Uh, I think, I think Don't Pat, who you're gonna meet later this season, uh, trying to get a little bit aggressive Rowdy. with somebody. So we drank there, really cheap beers. It's a shit bar, um, but it's fun. It's, it's part of a lot of different bars. Um, had a blast. And then I said, we were there for a while, and then I said, you know what, fuck this. Let's have some early dinner. So we went to Bottomless Sushi Sake Wine and Beer, which is two hours for unlimited sushi, sake, wine, and beer. Um, so it was another two hours of bottomless food. So at this point, it's like maybe seven o'clock, six o'clock at night. Uh, we've been drinking a lot. Um, and we said, let's, you know, let's just, let's call it a night. We don't have to be crazy. Like, we did a good day. Happy birthday to me. Came back to the blind pit. And there was a bartender here. We've interviewed a lot of people here who you, who you may know, so I'm not gonna say who, you can figure it out. And this bartender looks at us and goes, I'm sick. And we were like, what do you mean you're sick? He goes, I can't bartend. So he goes into the back and lays down. And I look at my friends, I go, I guess we're up. So I jump behind the bar, I'm wearing flip flops, I'm not in the right state to bartend. My friend Joe, who's mentioned a lot, starts bouncing, and Alex starts barbacking for me. Running around the bar, running around the bar, like doing all this stuff. There was a fight that broke out at one point. Joe was trying to break it up. <laughs> it was with a regular who I knew, 
um, who I haven't seen in a long time, Ross. Uh, and at one point, they're like, kick this guy out. And I went, fuck you. I don't know you. I know him. So you're out of here. And then at one point, I go, and I remember throwing up in the bathroom. <laughs> and it was just rice yeah. from the bottomless sushi. sushi. And I had no business being behind the bar. Oh, glasses were broken. Oh my God. Ice was spilled. I just remember Drinks, I looked at yeah. I looked at you yeah. and I said, "Hey, Alex, I need ice." And you'd never been downstairs to the bar before. Nope. But you went downstairs. You found some ice. I looked yeah. at Joe and I was like, "Joe, you need to bounce." And he starts checking people's IDs, yeah. Yeah. like he'd never bounced before. Yeah. And this bartender, who's supposed to be working the entire time, is asleep, asleep in, in the, the back, back of the bar. <laughs> and I'm I don't remember the entire time. It's yeah. not a good time. I thought it was, it was a great time. time. It was a great time. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> I think that's, that's definitely good. most memorable. Yeah. Most memorable. For sure. All right, John. All right, so we have memorable. We talked a little bit about it. We know why we're at this bar. So what is your bar history in New York City and abroad? Yeah. Abroad meaning like other places, not like a female. Not that broad. Not, not, that not broad. abroad, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was like 16, I got my first bar job. It was like, washing dishes in an Italian place in Simsbury, Connecticut. It's closed now. Um, washing dishes sucks. Then I got a job delivering pizzas. And that was the coolest shit ever. I would pretend like it was the zombie apocalypse <laughs> and like different people needed food delivered to them and drop-offs. And I remember we would like safely race to the uh, places like each of us would take a pizza and we'd go out and then one day I was sitting there and this mom who, of a kid who I used to do theater with comes up to me and she goes I heard you moving to the city and I was like yeah and she goes my daughter owns a bar in the city and I was like I'm in <laughs> so with no training with no bartending history I came in and I started bartending at the Blind Pig and I think my first shift was a Sunday night football NFL shift, and I made like 600 bucks. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I've had like intermittent bars along the way. I bar back, while working here, I bar back at, a, at Blackbirds uh, in Astoria. I worked at a, an amazing bar called The Way Station in uh, Brooklyn, which was a Doctor Who themed bar, which is closed now. Um, that bar was wild. They had a TARDIS, if you know Doctor Who, they had a TARDIS for the bathroom. It was bigger on the inside. Um, I worked at a bar called The Trading Post with you, Alex. Yep. Um, I worked at a bar called Clinton Hall, um, which sucked. That was after the line had closed. <laughs> no offense, Clinton Hall, yeah. sorry. Um, they're not sponsoring this episode. They're not sponsoring this episode. It, it was not that it sucked. I just didn't like the clients. And then, uh, is that it? Yeah, well, where are you now? You're at Jack's Fire Department, right? Yeah, which you talked about earlier in the episode, so. Sweet. Uh, right. Mark? What is the most disgusting thing you've ever seen at work? The most disgusting thing I've ever seen at a bar. It could be a teaching job if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> John is also a teacher. He educates the young minds of, the, uh, of America. Right, awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that. Oh, is that not going to be, is that yeah, be a secret? Yeah. Um, like you're a meth dealer uh, by day. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got two. So one thing I've learned, and this is not having to do with shit or piss, I'm not going to name the bar, but it was one of the bars I worked at. 
we've noticed that a lot of our stories have to do with shit and piss. Um, and vomit. And vomit. Yeah. I was at a bar. And it was late. It was an after hours. So the music was off. The floors weren't vibrating. And when the floors aren't vibrating, the friends come out to play. Every, I'm going to say this now. Every building, I'm not even talking bars. Every building in New York City has roaches in the basement. Has mice in the basement. And if you're really unlucky, it has rats in the basement. Every, I'm, I'm not shitting you. Every single building in New York does. If you think you're buying a nice apartment, That's it's right, still yeah. going to have roaches, not necessarily in your apartment, but in the basement. So I was in this bar, and the music was off. We were just drinking and chilling after a long shift. And four or five roaches crawled out from the works to the point of like someone went oh look a roach and it was no big deal because we know that they're there so our bar back took a towel and started like honestly like bathroom like whipping it yeah. to kill it so we whipped it and then someone else goes there's another one starts whipping it and then it goes there's another one and we're running around this bar it must have been six roaches that we killed by stepping on or whipping uh, just because they crawled out of the woodworks. It was so gross. Uh, there were mice behind that bar, too. Uh, and you would see them dart. And if mice don't bother me. I grew up on a farm. But there would definitely be people I was behind the bar with who would jump to try and lift up their feet. So you're saying that bars in New York City are not the cleanest uh, I'm saying that your A rating is, is, probably, <laughs> is probably more contingent on the money that is handed off to the health inspector. To the health inspector, yeah. actually. That it is. Inspector. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I don't know. Can we show? What did you do that one time? You were working, and the health oh, inspector yeah. came. Oh, when, oh, when yeah. the time it was a, a complete shit show, I walked in. It was. Uh, I was meant to open the bar. The bar was officially open, but luckily enough, I hadn't turned on the cable boxes. So the health inspector walks in, and I knew there was shit everywhere. I pretended I was the overnight porter because I could speak Spanish. Uh, and they go, no, you must be the bartender. You're meant to be open. I go, well, we're still waiting for him in really bad English. I, sh I pointed to the register. I pointed to the TVs and they were all off. And they go, I'm still waiting for the bartender. I just called a boss. He's not here. Maybe he get fired. I don't know. <laughs> so the, 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 the health inspector called his boss asking what he should do. Yeah. And their boss went, well, if it doesn't look open, they're not open. You can't inspect them. Yeah. I went, result. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so pretend you're not open if your uh, health inspector comes by. Moral of the story. Uh, all right, John, so... I want more shots. Oh, okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's get through some more. How many questions are we done? We're, we got four, five more. So what is your dream bar to work at? All right, I've thought this up. There we go. This is a real, not a real bar. My dream bar is a bar called Heroes. And this is my pitch. And this is trademarked. I've already trademarked it. Back off. He hasn't. <laughs> I have. It's a sub bar. So it is a bar that is comic book themed. Every, they're, they're, like, you can get whatever you want. Like, no one gives a fuck. It has your basic alcohol. It's not like, it's a dive, but you can get a sandwich there. A sub sandwich. And the concept here is... Every special is a hero and a beer. So the Captain America is a hero sandwich, white bread, ham, and American cheese with a Budweiser. The, uh, 
the Iron Man is roast beef, ham, prosciutto, cheese, whatever you want, um, on uh, focaccia with, um, I don't know, like a cranberry vodka. In the back, there are going to be comic books, uh, which you can read at any point. Um, but you have to be careful about it. Um, and all the specials are there like even the Hulk the Hulk is a vegetarian sandwich it's a wrap and everything's green but it's a it's a it's a twist because it's the Hulk but it's everything's green Um, but that's my dream bar my dream bar is a dive bar that serves easy sandwiches to make maybe six or seven of them with some specials not crazy cocktails but like easy beers to make and easy cocktails to make Where's it located? Um, it's located somewhere where people are going to go to. Well, John. Okay, so the business plan. In the back plan, of a library. Yeah, well, the business plan is not entirely thought out yet. So it's but located. It's okay. yeah, uh, as Mark said, it might be a gay bar, so we're located in Hell's Kitchen. But also, Hell's Kitchen is a great village. location. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hell's Kitchen is a great location because what else <laughs> happens in Hell's Kitchen? Comic Con. Well, I mean, that's not really Hell's Kitchen, it but yeah. Is. Okay. The Javits Center is in Hell's Kitchen. Your business plan has so many hoes in it. The second, second is a uh, laundromat bar. So you have a bar. Oh, do not hear it. Can we get three more beers? Yeah. And three more shots of whatever? Basically the same round, but yeah. different shots. Okay. Same round, different shots. Different. So what shots do we want this time? You, the you, same, you did good last time. Same thing, but mixing it up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What was the one you gave me? You got a hunch punch. Okay. And then you guys got the peanut butter. Okay, it was peanut butter, yeah. Whatever, mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Idea is. By the way, what you're about to say, I figure it exists already. It does. Yeah. Uh, but it's. You got actually go through a dryer to get to the bar. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, it's fucking but cool. But it's not in New York that I know. No, it's not in New York. It's in like Florida. See, I'm talking New York City. You go to, you have a laundromat on one side, you have a bar on the other. Because I've seen this in barber shops. You can get beers there. You can do whatever. So you do your laundry, and you even get like a punch card each time you do a wash and a dry. So every 10 laundries you do, you get a free drink or a free something. What if but you did quarter beer nights and then they'd come in with quarters for the laundry machine, but then they would pay you? That wouldn't work in New York because there's no <laughs> money. Okay. okay. But that's the idea because how many times, like, I know a lot of people who don't like to leave their laundry at the laundromat. So you put your laundry in, you Go start drinking, bar. you turn it over to the dryer, you keep drinking. And by the time you leave, you're having a great time. I, I don't know. I'd call it. It'd be a late night. Chugs and suds, or I'd call it uh, bruising, bruising back. It would have to be open till four a.m., right? Like, I mean, I yeah. think that's a better. I, I think, think if it's a laundromat, maybe we can push the license to twenty-four or seven. I don't think you can serve alcohol bar. You can't serve alcohol legally. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so laundromat. I don't think either of these ideas are actually bad ideas. I, yeah. They, they, they need uh, molding. They need, they need the polish on them. Like, good. Are you saying they need the, uh, oh. Special sauce? They need the uh, fabric sauce. The fab. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. I think you are up, Mark. Uh, favorite bars. What are some of your favorite bars to visit? Anywhere, it doesn't have to be in New York City. 
Someone listens to the podcast. Yeah, it's almost like he knows what He's the question's about. <laughs> um, there's a lot. So if I'm in Manhattan and it's a weekend and it's been mentioned a lot and he's been on the show, but I am going to see Brock at uh, Beauty Bar. Not at night. I'm going during the day. Beauty Bar is great. Or late, late. I'm not... I prefer during the day, too. I'm not a crowded bar guy. I love empty old man bones. So I'll go visit Brock, Brock during the day. Mark, I will come see you at Sing Sing. You, like, you used to come on my Sunday happy hours and then leave when it got busy. You don't do that anymore. School's, school's starting again. I'll be back. When does it start? Tomorrow. Oh, that's amazing information because I was about to ask you that because from, from the day the school starts and seven days later, the giant Olympic-sized public pool opposite me, open air, is just completely empty. I've got it to myself for it's one week. <laughs> it's the best week of the year. Like, imagine... But like in front of the door, your yeah. door, you have an Olympic sized swimming pool in the sun yeah. to yourself. That's it. It's fantastic. Every year I have to ask him, hey, when's school start? When's school start? Yeah. When does this work? No, no, no. Okay, wait. Kids on Monday. Right. Okay, so it so. starts next week. Oh, yeah, right that's here. right. So Thursday, tomorrow will so be. So Tuesday, up. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Monday. <laughs> there you go. All right, so I will come? visit Mark <laughs> Sing Sing. Love Sing Sing when it's not too loud. Um, if I'm in Queens and if I'm on home, then I'm going to. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're all together. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah you're part of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure, I should, Expensive equipment. I'm like, yeah. Do you want a shot? It's a. Uh, it's a. Ta- I'll take one with you guys. This is a tax write off, Mark. You grab a shot, yeah. We'll take uh, If I'm in my hometown, I'm going to Redstone, who you're going to meet. Uh, Redstone Bar is great. They have a 50. Uh, I'll let you and if I'm in Ireland. <laughs> Where are you going? Say it. Peter Kearney's. Oh no. What about um, the hardware shop? You want to go to Mary's? Mary's Hardware? We're going to Mary's Hardware is cool. Peter Kearney's got great. Yeah. great <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I got my New York bars. Oh, did I say Wolfhound in Astoria? No. Wolfhound in Astoria. Yes, yeah, sir. Mad uh, Donkey to see Patty. Mad Donkey to see Patty. Basically, anyone we've interviewed. That's they right. Were the bar <laughs> that I'm going with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. us this time. Gentlemen. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Here. That smells like tequila. This is tequila. I'm tequila and whiskey, but usually when I'm working, tequila. Keeps you going. You Who's that? Like, Let me grab a rag really quick for your chair. I got it. So, I guess. I got it. Who said it? I think Omar said it best. I don't know if his episode will be verified. I'm going to talk about your first. His episode will be verified. If my friends are working, that's my boss. It's not the bar, really. I agree. It's the places are it's so a place, yeah. It's yeah. the people. It's the people. It's true. We will go to a bar that we don't like as long as our mates are working. Uh, and also, it's not just the people. It's because of the uh, quick, rapid drinks that we normally do. It also, like, especially with the shots, it does reduce our bar bill by quite a lot yeah. of dollars. The, what's the place you used to work that everyone hated? Uh, Grunhaus. Grunhaus. Yeah. It, the bar was cool. It was very young. If you like beers, I guess it was a good bar. It was yeah. just Which very one? expensive. Was that the one in Chelsea? It was the one in the Lower East Side. It was the German beer garden. Oh, with right. Lots yes. Of plants yes. Everywhere. Yeah. We did uh, New Year's there. They, they have like 50 different beers, so it's good yeah. at draft did we do beers. New Year's at yeah, we did New Year's did there that one year. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you were there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got off early that night because yeah, it was dead. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. We, we go where our friends are, and that's where this podcast comes from. Actually. Yeah. Our friends. Agreed. It's me. Sorry. All right. So we got Dream Bar, 
got by the fair bar to visit, and we got. All right. So, what's your favorite drink to make? What's your favorite drink to drink? What's your favorite drink in general? We're gonna wait for this ambulance to go by. All right, John. So, what's your favorite drink to drink? What's your favorite drink to make? What's your favorite drink and drink? It's such a, it's, it's honestly, when I ask this question on the podcast, it's the hardest question. Because I don't know. My favorite drink to make in a busy bar, like when Blind Pig went through its ups and downs, but when they were slammed, if someone walked up and ordered six Bud Lights, they were a godsend, man. I would even try to like pop the Bud Lights in like a cool way for them, just to like give them to them. I'd be like, thank you for being easy. Like, honestly, I know people have said it, but Bud Lights are so easy to make. To make. Uh, <laughs> to make. To make. To make. To make. To If in my dream world, um, look, I love mojitos. I love making mojitos. I think I make a nice, nice mojito. The problem is, the minute you make one mojito in a bar, people see it and they want it. So if someone orders a mojito, I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Mojitos are great. It's a hot day. Here's a mojito. And then it's like, oh, 16 more mojitos. And I'm like, I want to die. <laughs> so mojitos, if I can just make one, is great. If I'm making it for friends, I think I make a nice old-fashioned. Um, I love an Aperol Spritz. You love an Aperol Spritz. I love an Aperol Spritz. <coughs> I don't know anybody who loves an Aperol Spritz, but... but it, they're, they're becoming very, very in fashion. Very. Yeah. Every time I... Like, Doesn't mean they taste it's good, crazy. though. I tasted one the other day in Rebecca's bar. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, well, for me, it depends on the season. Yeah. If it's winter, I love a Guinness. If it's summer, I'll take a seltzer. Like, I don't really care. When I was bartending in Barcelona, I know this is not the proper way, but I really thought it was better. They made uh, mojitos with brown sugar. Don't disagree with I, that. I, I know that that's not the right way, though. But You know why I don't still... disagree with that? Because when I make my mojitos, I add a splash of Sprite to add a little bit more flavor. Just a splash. <laughs> just a splash. <laughs> it's just, just, a, just a little splash. Yeah, well, I'm here. Yeah, could do that. Yeah. So, well, so what's your go-to drink to for you to drink? It depends on the season. Give me, well, give me a season. Give me a, uh, give me a temperature outside. If you were put on Mars. What would you drink? Air. Something on air. the rocks. There's no fucking air. You're okay. All right, so it depends on the season. Sounds good. If it's winter, a nice whiskey with one or two ice creams. Okay. What do you drink uh, for Halloween time? Halloween time, I drink spooky drinks. Like pumpkin? Oh, pumpkin with a nice cinnamon rim job. Cinnamon rim job, yeah. All right. Uh, that one. Uh, customer, celebrity. Oh, who are your favorite customers, or have you ever served a celebrity? So I have two answers to this. I have a favorite customer, and I have a favorite celebrity. My favorite celebrity that I've ever served. I didn't know who he was at the time. It was at the blind pit. And this guy walks in. It must have been my first week. And I'm looking at this guy, and I've been introduced to a bunch of regulars, but like I've still been told to take a card if I don't really know who they are. So this guy orders a Stella, and I say, can I have a card? And he kind of looks at me like, what the fuck? And I was like, I need one. I'm sorry, I'm new here. And he goes, okay, and he gives me a card. 
and he orders one Stella, and these girls at the end of the bar start giggling. Cute girls. And I walked out, and I was like, what are you guys laughing at? And they're like, can we take a picture? And I was like, with me? I mean, I know I'm a new bartender, <laughs> but what's up? Jesus. And they go, no, you idiot. With him. And I look at the guy, and I go, what, our regular? Because I recognize him. And they go, he's a regular here? Because that's Anthony Bourdain. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> so Did you learn something that day? I learned about Anthony Bourdain that day. I give him a couple Stellas. I text my manager who's downstairs. Go, Anthony Bourdain's here. He had ordered wings. And at this point, the staff in the kitchen knew that he was here. So they sent out the wings, but they were so nervous. They sent it, and they forgot to sauce the wings. <laughs> and he was just so cool about it. He goes, hey, I think they forgot sauce. Mexicans know who Anthony Bourdain is? I don't know. Uh, they yeah, they yeah, forgot apparently. sauce, so he eats the wings without sauce. Or maybe it was the customers who ordered wings. I don't know. But Somebody ordered wings. Somebody ordered wings, and there was no sauce, and he laughed. And he had two Stellas. He tipped well. And, uh, and he left. And... I never acknowledged I knew who I, he was. It was very early. I've served a couple celebrities since then, but that one goes down in my favorite customers because I'm such a dunderfuck, whatever that means, that it was such a cool experience knowing who he is now and uh, having watched his like lexicon of TV shows. Uh, he was such a cool dude. And he came into our little sports, sports bar, bar. Yeah. and enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Were you working here when uh, Murray was here? No, I wasn't here when Bill Murray was here. So. Showed him his, your tattoo, right? Yeah. yeah. I was supposed to be. I called out. Someone covered my shift, and I've never been so mad. Bill Murray came in here, and I was so mad. But my my other favorite person at a He was bar, drinking this. Yeah. It was a triple vodka and orange juice, not just a... Well, wasn't he with uh, his kid? He was, when I say kid, it was two kids older than me. Uh. <laughs> Someone. And they were drinking water, yeah. water on ice, because it was 11 a.m. And they were catching a flight with him, and he uh, didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so my other favorite regular man. is not a celebrity, but he was a regular also at this bar, and we called him Stella Guy. And he... Chris? Yeah, his name is Chris. And he was such a... I don't want to say he was a nice guy, because he wasn't a fucking nice guy. He would come in, and he'd order two or three Stellas, Stella's here were seven bucks, and he twenty buck tip, uh, twenty buck tab. He would tip five bucks, and he'd get the fuck out. He never said a word. For the most part, every now and then he said that he was on to us. Like he was just the perfect regular because he was low. Like he never needed anything. He wanted his Stella, so he didn't want to be fucking bothered. The only time I ever had to deal with him was if someone else bumped into him. He would cut them with a stare and say like you're being an asshole like but if people left him alone he wanted to be left alone and that's my kind of regular sometimes like if I'm opening a bar and you're the first person in here I love the you read your newspaper drink your beer I know what you like kind of thing yeah. he was great yeah yeah I love I love the early morning regulars they're the absolute best I've seen them all right John what is a buyback to you if you're my friend you're gonna get a free drink if you're my friend you're probably gonna get free shots I'm I'm a lot looser in my buybacks yeah. than a lot of people if, if if you offer somebody a shot do you expect them to take it yes <laughs> um, I learned that from Mark show me a receipt is what Mark says right what do you say yeah show me a receipt because I'm giving you free booze show me a receipt okay. 
I'm very loose with my drinks. Um, if you're if you're coming into my bar and I don't know you and you make a good impression, I'm going to give you a drink within probably the third or fourth drink. Um, if I really like you and everybody else is taking a shot, you've made a good impression. I'll throw you a shot. Um, I'm a fan of well drinks, so I'm not costing the bar a lot of money if I show people some well drinks. If I throw some That's my drinks. line. Well, you didn't say it during your interview, so. I think I did. I think you might, might have read it to the... We're not costing the bar any money. If, if you do the we well, do well if you do the wells. I think that that's a good business plan, too, and I don't disagree with you. Like, I like well whiskey. I think well tequila is better than something. No one, no one can complain anyway, because it's free. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the business can't complain either. Because the, they're not making profit off well. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're good to me, if you're a friend of mine, if you're polite, you're probably going to get a buyback if you're having a couple drinks. What's the one that I was supposed to don't, ask? Don't, however, ever ask for it. I hate it. I had someone a couple weeks ago. Do you do buybacks? And I was like, I'm sorry, that's like 75% of the way to asking for a buyback. Don't yeah. fucking. Were do you that. wearing your buyback t-shirt at the time? No. Uh, don't ever do that. Don't ask. Well, for don't don't, don't ever do that. So fucking frustrating. Every, everybody knows that in New York City, anyways. And I'm talking. This was a. This was like a, probably like a 60 or 70 year old drinker, and she just goes, "Do you do buybacks?" And I was like. Ooh. Are you serious? Yeah, it's awkward. I've literally already given you two, and I just didn't say anything. Yeah. But now I want to take them away from That's you. a good point, though. How often do you say? So there's a, there's a difference. I mean, there's the buyback where you don't say anything and just give them the discount. Yeah. There's the buyback where you go, cheers, and, and you, you say cheers. Yeah. yeah. There's the buyback where you take a tab and you flip and you it put over. It, yeah. the, you took it a shot class. Yeah, you, you took it, it So, I mean, you just got to be... It's frustrating. You gotta be an aware drinker, yeah. which I don't promote like being in a bar all the time. It's cool to yeah. be a regular. I don't think it's a great idea to be a regular. Well, depends on who you are. Alright, there's one more. Number nine. Get it. Wait, no, I have one more thing to say. Wait, <laughs> you forgot one question. That's why I asked you, what's the question? So the question was, which we did earlier in Pats, which is hasn't happened yet, I'm just predicting the future. But um, what's my biggest cust uh, co-worker? Oh, baby? yeah, okay. Hold on, hold on. What's your biggest cust... Uh, <laughs> what's your biggest co-worker pet peeve, John? All right. Hear me out. Okay. Have you ever made a margarita? Yes. What do you have to do before you do anything with the glass? If they want a, a real margarita... A rim. They want a rim job. So, the thing about margaritas is you have to dip the glass In into water. salt. No! Well, it depends. No. No! Teach me. Okay. So, people think when you make a margarita, there's this, like, weird contraption. I don't even know what it's called. A salt, sugar. It's called a black circle. Oh, yeah. I don't know it's a black it circle yeah. where it has salt on one end and sugar on the other if you unfold it. So a lot of people just do it the easy way where they make the glass wet and they dump the glass into the salt or the sugar. Right. Here's what happens. All that water that you made the glass wet with. It's going to be lime juice. So all the water makes it, makes dips into that sugar or that salt and it makes it chunky and you do one margarita and it's great. 
and then from there on out, you can't get any salt on your rim because you soaked the salt or the sugar to the point of it's chunky and you can't get it on there. So the secret is... What you're is... supposed to do... Okay, tell us, tell us the secret. And this is my biggest pet peeve, is when people do what I just described. What you're supposed to do is you take a lime and you rub it around the rim of your glass and you dip it in and all the salt sticks to it and nothing gets wet inside the salt machine, whatever it's called. But holy shit, I can't tell you how annoying it is when you go to make a margarita, you open it up and it's just chunks of salt and you're like, please stick to the glass. This is a bartender pet peeve. Maybe I'm crazy, but it's one of my biggest... If someone does this, I will find out who it is and I will lose my shit on them. Cheers, John. Thanks for being on the buyback season two. Your services are no longer rendered. <laughs> Was that a cheers? <laughs> you got fired. Well, <laughs> on air. Can we get, you can just got fired live on air. <laughs> So, bar rule of the night is, do not close your tab before you're done drinking. Why, Mark? Like, if you work in, if you go to a bar on a busy night, busy Friday night, busy Saturday night, it's a lot of work for a bartender to reopen and close and reopen and close if you know you're going to get another drink. That's why when you go to bars and you see this minimum uh, credit card charge they're not doing it because it's a bank law they're doing it to prevent arseholes from closing out their tab after every fucking beer you know what I think it is though and I think it comes and this is not an excuse I'm about to there's a hard eight if you're one of the people who walks up to the bar and you oh when I close it after three drinks I'm buying a round of drinks for my friends I'm afraid I'll forget my card because I have so many people have you ever had people who go oh I always leave my card pay cash or, <laughs> or just don't be a child and remember your goddamn card. <laughs> no, no people, people get drunk off one drink, just pay cash. If you know you're gonna forget, you're gonna bring a bunch of cash out. I have such an issue yeah. with people, I have such an issue with people who say, oh, I can't start a tab because I'll forget my card. It's like, don't. Just, well, grow why up. can't you just grow be an up. adult? They can't, yeah. you can't, yeah. because don't people, can't, people cannot be an adult. There's people that are adults, and there's people that just turn into fucking melts after one beer. A and, yeah. What's a melt? What's a melt? People that become a fucking idiot. They melt into an idiot. <laughs> I love there it. There it is. Your idol is, is back. There it is. Yeah. Your idol is back. Uh, so, <laughs> so, moral of the story is, if you're going to a bar, whether it's high capacity or not, do not close out your tab before you're done drinking. If you can't handle your liquor, then fucking pay cash. Tie a ribbon around your ring or whatever the fuck. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do uh, to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time.